You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera and everything in between, if you have a piece of hunting gear or a piece of hunting equipment that needs a battery, Interstate Batteries has got you covered. You can go to a local retail store or you can go visit online at interstatebatteries.com. They have thousands of local retail shops all over the U.S., so you can go there as well. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald. This is episode number 46. Today I'm sitting down with Drew Robbins and we are reminiscing on the bucks of seasons past. We're going to talk about some of these awesome memories we had in the woods, the tactics we used to kill them, and some of the lessons we learned in the process. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am very excited today because I start deer season this week. Yes, you do. Can you believe it? I'm jealous. I'm jealous. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Like like, two days? That's what I say. It's like a couple days. Yeah. Well, I mean, until I leave and I'm going to scout. I'm going to scout for like, uh, I guess, a day, maybe a day and a half. If I get there early enough on Thursday, I'm going to try to scout, but it probably will be dark by the time I get there. I'm going to spend all day Friday scouting. And then hunt on Saturday, so. I'm jealous. I'm I jealous. know you are. I had the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you had the and invite, bro. I know. I had the invite. Everything was there. So, <laughs> guys, if you're doing some early season hunting, go go on over to the Southern Ground um, Hunting Forum and post on there. Um, if you're going to Kentucky or maybe your season just starts early, you know, we don't get to start at the 15th here in yeah, the great state October, of Alabama. October I know. 15th. Not even September Yeah, not 15th. even September 15th. October 15th. October 15th. And what so, the heck? I, I don't know, man. Uh, we got till February the tenth, though. That's true. So. That's, that's that's very valid. And and I like it. You know, I don't mind it because it a lot of states will open up in September, mm-hmm. and so you kind of get an opportunity to go and hunt some other states. Like I'm going to hunt Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. Before the Alabama season even starts. Yeah, so it's true. It it kind of opens it up. I know how I am, and if I've got an Alabama tag in my pocket, that's going to take first priority. Oh, yeah. So if I'm struggling, then I'm not going to go to another state. Right. I'm going to stay in Alabama. So yeah. it kind of gives, opens up, you know, some other opportunities to just kind of see what's out there around your area. We, I mean, I'm not sure when Mississippi starts. Do you know? I don't. I, I'm kind of thinking they start around the same time that we do. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but Georgia opens September. Georgia uh, opens up September, I think, 8th. Is it 8th? 8th I think, or 15th. I, think 15th. I mean, it's, 15th. I think it's, it's right in there. I think it's the 14th or 15th. I think it's a week after Kentucky. Yeah. Um, so it's an early season. Um, Florida's the fifteenth. Florida, of, Florida of opens up. Of course, you now got there's there's places in Florida that's been open, been open since couple, August. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, we're right here in the middle of a whole bunch of states that open a lot earlier. So I mean, it doesn't take much to drive up to Tennessee mm-hmm. and hunt their opener because no. they're they open about two weeks before we do. I think the last weekend of September. So yeah. then of course they had the velvet hunt. Yeah. Last weekend, but yeah. um. I'm excited about Kentucky, man. I'm really, I'm really jacked up. We were just outside, trying to get my broadheads tuned, mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually a little rougher than I thought. But I think what we came up with was one of those arrows was just a flyer, just a flyer, 
and I mean, it was really, I was really struggling. And I was mm-hmm. like, why can't I get these things to group? Yeah. Well, I mean, and then there, there at the end, you group in three, and then the yeah. other one's just, you know, a couple inches off. Yeah. So it's like one of those things that's like, yeah. It's probably just the arrow. Yeah. It, I hope so. But they were all dead deer. It's true. You know. But then again, if you miss, it's always like, I'm always like, oh, it's the arrow, it's the rest. You know, yeah. it's, it's never me. Yeah, it's never It you. always is me, but it's uh, never yeah. I me. Mean, I know. try to blame it on myself as much as I can because <laughs> I hate trying to tune bows and sight them in and stuff. Golly. It's like a never-ending process. And when I get it, when I get pleased, I want it to last for like five years. Yeah. You See, know? like some guys are tinkers in a good way. Yeah. Like they, they just love to tinker on their stuff. I'm a tinker in a bad way. If I start to tinker on it, it just goes to crap in a handbasket. And yeah. then it's like, then I got to take it to somebody who's professional. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that's that's how I am. So I'm just like, I'd rather just not have to worry about yeah. it. But it's good now, I think. I think we're good. Um, so what's your what's your um, uh, arrow and broadhead this year? Um, so I'm using the uh, uh, Easton 6mm. Um, I think they're like, they're like the Under Armour, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I use those is because I was shooting the, uh, oh my gosh, what am I? It was the Easton, uh, Axis fire, uh, something fire. Oh my gosh. I shot them for like five years. The torch or whatever. No, it's not the torch, but it's, it looks similar. Yeah. It's like a wide arrow. Yeah. Anyway, I can't, I can't remember what it was called. It's been a couple of years since I shot them, but, um, and I went to the bow shop mm-hmm. to get more arrows. I guess it was last year. Beginning of the or like this time last year, like yeah. the summer, when I was uh, gonna get some new arrows and they didn't have that kind that I needed, um, I was like, you know what? I'm not super happy with them, anyways. It's not like I'm stuck on them. I can try something different, mm-hmm. something something a little smaller diameter. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm doing that. I got those uh, those six millimeter, and uh, I like them. I mean, they've done good. They killed a lot of deer last year, so yeah. Uh, and then I'm shooting the Ramcats. Ramcat yeah. 100s. Yeah, I got gotcha. And uh, and I've also I'm gonna take you know. I think a lot of guys really trust those G5 Montex. They're just a, a solid head, man. They I mean, are. They just are. They're so simple and uh, like they're just they're exactly what you're talking about. They're solid. Like mm-hmm. they're just like they're awesome. They're not the best. No. But they're kind of like this is a backup plan. Yeah. For me. You know, yeah. like that's that's kind of how it is for me. Yeah. I'd much rather shoot the Ramcats, but I'm going to take those if just everything starts going to crap. I'm going to take those yeah. and shoot those. But yeah. I actually killed my first animal with those Montex. It's just hard to beat, man. Yeah, I killed a hog when I was, uh, I guess I was 17. Yeah, it was my first bow kill. It's crazy because you know G5 comes out with like a new one like every year. Uh huh. But that one's always in the line. Yeah. No matter what. Yep, it is. It's, it's a good head. It so is. what are you shooting? I'm shooting um, some Beemans this year. Uh, I shot Eastern Axis last year. And then uh got the bow shot was like, hey, man, try these Beemans out. You know, um, straightness on them is like .01, which is really good. Um, that's what the Bowtech said. I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right. <laughs> um, but I like shooting a heavier arrow. And so I bumped up to 125 grain head this year. And it's actually a, a head called um, VPAs. And so it's a solid machine head. It's supposed to, it's really, um, really nice, um, really thick. Um, yeah, and it's stout. It's stout. And um, it's, it's a shorter profile head because I'm looking to get two holes. That's what I want, an mm-hmm. entry and an exit. If you get two holes, 
hopefully you get you know blood coming out both sides easier mm-hmm. to track and so um i know there's there's a lot of guys dude the broadhead discussion on the forums is just it's insane it's <laughs> like know. i'm i'm so here's where i fall in all of it like i fall in the uh i don't really care Mm-mm. you know what i mean like last year I, i'd shot mechanicals for you know the better part of my hunting bow hunting life yeah i'd shot mechanicals and um i i'm not gonna say that they were awesome to me but i just it's really hard to talk yourself out of the big hole that you get with a mechanical it's true so uh, and and anybody that shoots mechanicals i'm sure people are gonna be listening to this and they shoot them that's great like i had i've killed a lot of deer with mechanicals mm-hmm. But I just had a bad experience, one one more bad experience, and it was kind of put me over the edge. Yeah. And that was with those executioners last year. And executioners are great heads. Like, I've never had any issues. I'm I'm kind of wondering if maybe I bought, like, a Chinese knockoff that yeah. used the same – because they don't look the same as my old executioners either. Yeah. Um, they're the same uh, same weight and everything, but they're – they they look a little bit off. Yeah. They have the executioner on them. Yeah. No, so I don't know. You know, eBay I'm, is notorious for that. I mean, if yeah. You, I mean, you can get on there and look at it and go, oh man, that's a pack of rages for you know twelve bucks. That's not a, that's not rages. Right. You know, it's just not. And a lot of people shoot them and they like them. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt I killed that deer. Mm-hmm. You know, with that with that mechanical issue, but it it, it just kind of got to me, and I was like, you know what? Um, I would rather have a little bit of forgiveness, and because here's the deal. In Alabama, in most states in the U.S., you can use a dog to mm-hmm. track a deer. And you put an arrow in a deer from, I mean, the shoulder, unless you just don't get any penetration in the shoulder, mm-hmm. which that was another issue with mechanicals, yeah. you know, and I wanted to use a fixed head for that reason. Um, I mean, all the way almost to the back the back leg mm-hmm. is a fatal shot. You gut shot a deer with any broadhead, it's going to die. Mm-hmm. It will die. Um, you just can't push it. You just can't push it uh, because it's not going to bleed right as much. And but I mean they'll die within a hundred yards if you'll if you'll give them time. So for me it was like okay, I'm not looking for a big huge hole. Obviously right. it's great if I can if I can put it right in the pump house and you know that that's awesome. If I can get a good blood trail, yeah, perfect. Uh, that'll make me even happier. But at the same time, more so than that, I want something that's going to on the shoulder shot. Yeah. Because that is the e- for me that's the easiest shot to mess up. That like you're going right behind the shoulders, usually where you're aiming. It's easy to pull mm-hmm. and hit that shoulder, and I've done it way too many times. Yeah, and and with the mechanical, I just wasn't getting yeah the penetration yeah. for it. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I where I kind of landed on the whole deal, and it's not. You know, one way is not right. The this is it's, all my. It's experience. not a debate, and that's no. that's what that's what's crazy, especially on the forums and Facebook and social media. Everybody's like, "Rage is the only way," or "This or yeah. fixed is the only way," or you know. And it's like, if if you feel confident in a head, shoot that head. Yeah. And just just who cares what it, what what other people think? If you like the head, shoot it. If, yeah. if you want to buy a eBay knockoff, there's guys that kill them with eBay knockoffs. Yeah. Shoot them, kill them. Yeah. You know, but a field tip will kill a deer if yeah. you get it in the right spot. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a nerd about arrow setups. I know a lot of people who are like, I want me some broadheads. I want to kill a deer. You know, that's, that's where I'm at. Like I do a lot more work in the, the finding the deer to kill area. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, if you get an arrow that that's shooting good and 
you know, it'll kill it'll kill a deer. That's yeah. what they do. So yeah, I mean, you can kill a deer with a six hundred spine uh-huh. or one hundred fifty spine. Yeah, you know, I mean, yep. so just go out and shoot, guys. Just get efficient with your equipment and go out and have some fun, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, it's so much fun today. You shooting, just oh, yeah. getting out and shooting. Yeah, seven hundred ninety two degrees outside, yeah. but you know, it's humid. It's humid. And I'm like, I'm gonna be deer hunting in three days. <laughs> that's so, good though yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time man we got a good group of guys going and um i am trying to i'm, I'm going back and forth between a couple different areas mm-hmm. uh, by the time people listen to this podcast uh i guess whenever this podcast drops i will still be there mm-hmm. uh i'll be close to the end of it so hopefully i've already killed a deer yeah but yeah, hopefully we'll see that on the IG. Yep, hopefully on the Instagram. And maybe if I kill a deer early, maybe on the, the YouTube channel. Yeah. If I can get some time, if I get some good footage and I get some time to edit. Yeah. I'm going to try to edit some videos while I'm there. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love to be able to film some other guys that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having a whole bunch of solo films, yeah. be able to somebody kill a deer and be able to film for other yeah. people, you know, and yeah. just get more more video content. So that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. But it's good stuff. So, you, um, are you going ag? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll be hunting ag, corn, soybeans. That's pretty much what I'm gonna stick to. Yeah, I've got two different WMAs that I'm kind of looking at. Um, I may go to one, uh, the the one that I'm gonna focus on, and uh, depending on the pressure this weekend, I may dip out of there on Sunday or so mm-hmm. and um, go try to find another wma or yeah. i know where it's at i'm just uh just check it out and yeah. see what i can see what i see if it looks good then it's not very far i can just drive there occasionally if i want to yeah man so i mean i'm excited about it i'm i'm yeah. super jacked about it i am uh I, i'm i'm looking forward to being able to hang out with some really cool people out there and yeah hopefully hopefully get on some deer yeah man so it's gonna be awesome here's the here's this podcast okay this is what this podcast is going to be all about it's going to be about our best memories um, okay. in, in deer hunting. Deer hunting. Deer hunting. And and I actually got this idea. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Uh, the guys at the Element Podcast yeah. did, did a recent episode, and I listened to it, and I was like, man, that's a great idea. And um, they just basically talked about the stories from some mm-hmm. of their greatest greatest hunts. Yeah. You know, um, some I think it was called Bucks, Bulls, and... Memories made or something yeah. like that. I can't remember what it was actually called, but uh, Casey and Tyler from the Element they do a really good job. They're Texas boys. I like Texas boys. I'm I'm a Texas boy myself. And everything's uh, bigger in Texas. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was suggestive or no. It wasn't suggestive. <laughs> That's just what they all say. I actually spent five years in 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 Texas, and yeah, trust me, Texas will let you know everything's oh, yeah. bigger in Texas. Oh yeah. Cowboys. I love it. Whataburger. I, I love Texas. And, um, and at like whenever, whenever I first found their podcast, the element, I was like, man, these guys remind me of people that I would have went to school with or yeah. something like that. I just, you know, I relate to them. So I've been listening to them, you know, for a little while and they did that episode. I was like, you know what? We need to do an episode like that. Let's do it, man. And, uh, and it actually works out well for this week. Cause we had a guest, um, that was supposed to record with for the last two nights. And, uh, did not it did not work out but you were still coming to my house i was like listen dude we got to record a podcast because i'm going to be gone we just got to do this and so here we are here we are all right i think we should start out with not just our most memorable but your first 
your first deer kill. Okay, that's easy. Like just like your first one. Let's hear it. Okay, you start it. Uh, I was ten years old. Hey, me too. Yeah, I was Go ten ahead. years old, and um, we back when I was younger, we used to dog hunt in the mornings. For those who don't know, um, dog hunting. I don't actually hunt the dogs. We use the dogs to run the deer. Okay? <laughs> we used to hunt dogs. Just to clarify, and so um, <laughs> didn't want nobody going. Oh my gosh, you know. You know uh, what's funny? I have never thought in my head when somebody said dog hunting the thought never crossed my mind like hunting for dogs yeah but, but you'd be you, amazed that you never know you it never does. know you go ahead man and so i hear dog tastes great um, so i don't know about that so we were <laughs> we would dog hunt in the mornings and then we would still hunt in the afternoons and so um dad had a uh, a a lease and um he had a bunch of does coming in um and so we go, and I sit on a five-gallon bucket. Like, this is how old school this thing was. Like, <laughs> dad's, a, dad's on a stool, and I'm on a five-gallon bucket. And we're looking down a row of pines, and it's only 40, 50 yards. You know, and I, I had a I had a Remington uh, 12-gauge shotgun, you know, and uh, it's my dad's. And I'm sitting there, and he goes, you know, that, that drop, drop. And in, instantly, as soon as you hear that, like, there's just – and then your heart just goes 90 to nothing, you know, and deer just start coming in from everywhere. Like there was 13, 15 deer in, in this 30, 40 yard stretch. And so were you hunting woods or was this an open Yeah, it field? was, it was, it was a, um, it was a, uh, it was pines that butted up against a, uh, little swampy area mm-hmm. and dad had just come in and cleared a little plot right there. Gotcha. And we weren't 100 yards off the road. I mean, Dad made it specifically for me so we could walk in there, sit yeah. down, you know. And um, so we were we were sitting there, and, man, a bunch of deer started flooding in. And finally, a big old nanny stepped out right in the middle, and he goes, shoot that one. And I was shooting double alt buckshot. And so I leveled off, and, I, and I'm 10 years old, 12 gauge, and I said, boom. And when I did, it blew me off of the five-gallon bucket. And Dad caught the gun, and so I, I didn't see nothing. I, I shot, and I fell back. Dad <laughs> I'm catches the gun. I'm guessing you were a lot smaller of a guy than you are now. Yes, I was significantly smaller. Okay. I, you know, I mean, I was still in husky jeans, you know, but, you know, that my mom Six, had to buy at Sam's. 16 so, husky? And so, hey, man, you know. That's what I wore. Hey, I wore 16 husky. Ain't, ain't no shame in that game. No. You know? Come on now. And so, uh, blew me off the five-gallon bucket. Dad catches the gun, and I'm looking up at the sky. <laughs> and so, and uh, then, and then... I hear dad go, get up, get up. And I thought he was talking to me. And so I start scrambling up. Like, did I, did I kill the deer? And, and I get back up and I look and she, and she's flopping right in the middle of, of the pond row. So I'm like, yes. And my dad goes, whoo. And I'm like, dad, what are you doing? He goes, you shot and three deer dropped. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, you had, we're shooting double up, Drew. I go, yeah. And um, I guess I shot and like a couple pellets had hit a couple of the deer in like the butt, like it was non-fatal, you know, but like three deer dropped and, I, and, 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 but one was dead, dead. I mean, she was dead and, um, I'll go cool. And so, you know, we, we go up and it was the whole, you know, skin and her blood on the, yeah. you know, on the, uh, cheeks and all that stuff. Just the, just the tradition of the first kill, you know? So your dad, he was, he was saying like, get up to he the was other deer. deer. Like he was get talking, up. come get on, up, get, up. Get, up. get up, get up, get up, come on get now. Up. And sure enough, they, 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 they got up and took off. And so, um, you know, I know there's some guys be like, well, you shouldn't have shot. Okay. When I was 10 years old, it was my <laughs> first deer ever, you know? And um, she was a huge doe, and uh, 
I'll, I'll never get it. I can take you back to that spot in North really? Florida right now. All right. So that's your first deer. It's first deer. What lessons? This is one, one of the things that I want to do with this okay. episode too. It's like in some of these memorable hunts, try to find some of the lessons that you learned, tactics or anything. Mm-hmm. What, what's something, if you could think of one thing that you learned out of that, that, that you've you know, applied further on in your life? Yeah, um, don't shoot a scatter gun in a five-gallon bucket full of deer because you'll drop two or three. five-gallon bucket full of deer? Dude, it was like shooting deer <laughs> in a barrel, man. Like, it was like, boom, and the deer just dropped okay. everywhere. Um, but, you know, I was 10 years old, so my, my, my tactic was really honestly just going with Dad. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. The whole time that we were there, um, Dad, Dad was constantly teaching. You know, you would, like, go to turn your head, like, real quick, and he'd just be like, hey. You know, yeah. move really slow, you know. Um, I would go to talk, and he'd be like, no, can't talk, you know. And just like, <laughs> just, you know, being being 10 yeah. years old, out there with your dad. So it, it wasn't even necessarily tactic. It, it was more, and I don't even know if it's the correct word, woodsmanship. Yeah. In the sense of just, just how learning. to hunt. Yeah. Um, um, to, to not move real fast. If you go to squat a mosquito or something, you know, go, do it real slow. You know, this this was before thermocells. And so, I mean, it was just rugged, man. Yeah. And so, um, but, you know, walking in, dad's pointing out all the deer tracks, walking in, he goes, here, look, you know, that's, that's a buck, you yeah. know? And I'm like, well, how do you know that? He goes, well, look at, look at this track versus this track. And I'm like, well, this one's smaller. He goes, yeah, that's the doe. And so just, just learning that stuff just as, mm-hmm. as, as you're walking in and it's stuff that I want to pass on to my kids, right. you know, walking in going, Hey, look at, look how big that track is. And, you know, they, and they'll remember it. Yeah. They'll they will. remember that. They will. Um, okay, so talking about first deer. My first deer was actually in here in Alabama. I was living in Texas. Mm-hmm. I lived, I grew up there in Texas, but we came to visit here. Uh, I think it was for Thanksgiving yeah. that year. And uh, so this is how I was. So in West Texas, hunting was not – it was mostly a rich man's sport mm-hmm. uh, in, te- in Texas in general. East Texas changes that a little bit, but – West Texas is, I mean, you're paying a lot of money to hunt, mm-hmm. to just hunt a place that has any deer whatsoever. Yeah. And, and we, we, you know, we weren't wealthy people or anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I loved it, man. I loved to hunt. We got invited to go. I've told this story on the podcast before. We got invited to go, um, when I was like seven years old and my dad surprised me and took me and I got to watch him shoot his first deer. And like, from that moment, it was just like, oh my God, this is the best thing. Yeah. Well, I live in West Texas. I couldn't hunt. Right. Like, I couldn't go. I, yeah. I just was watching Monster Bucks, you know, yeah. renting it from Blockbuster. Yeah, because there's no public land out no, there No, there's no public land. Yeah. Not in West Texas at all. And, like, that whole thought is foreign. But my Uncle Kevin, who is, like, just redneck man, he's he's <laughs> a good dude. He, I mean, I really owe a lot of my passion for deer hunting. Me and my dad both owe a lot of it to him mm-hmm. because he would take us when we would come and visit. He's yeah. always been into it. He used to run dogs and yeah. stuff whenever he was younger. That's kind of how he got his uh, uh, feet wet with deer hunting and stuff. But he would always get on hunting clubs, you know, and mm-hmm. he would take us. And um, he got on one hunting club in – I could. It, it was it was up there close to Sam R. Murphy. I guess it's Lamar County. Mm-hmm. It's up there around Hamilton. Yeah. And uh, he, he took us to his, his club or whatever it was. It was a lease that he had with a couple guys. I thought, in my mind – Alabama was like the end all be all of deer hunting. Yeah. Cause that was my only right. 
like real. Uh, I, I knew that whenever we came to Alabama, we'd go to Uncle Kevin's house and he'd have his deer heads up on the wall. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I gotta <laughs> live here. <laughs> you know, this is where I'm supposed to be at. And uh, <laughs> um, so it was finally my turn. This is the first time that I was gonna go hunt as the hunter, right? As the shooter, and I was ten years old as well. And uh, my uncle put us up, me and my dad, up in this shooting house in a <laughs> gigantic cutover with a couple of food plots yeah. there. And I was shooting a shotgun mm-hmm. with slugs in it. Um, no, no, no. That's a lie. That was a lie. That's a lie. I was shooting two seventy. Okay. My dad had a shotgun with slugs in it as kind of a backup right. gun. And um, I hadn't, we had never used deer calls. We never used grunts yeah. in any of the times we'd ever been invited we didn't get to hunt very much, so right. we didn't have a whole lot of hunting stuff. Yeah. You know? And uh, my dad was like, well, I guess we could try this grunt. <laughs> and so he, he blew the grunt, and a deer's ear flickered. And he was like, there's a deer right there. Yeah. That's not what a grunt's for, you know? Right. It's not like a grunt is like yeah. a reactionary yeah. call you know, like that. Yeah. But we were like, holy crap, this works. It works. They just pop out of the ground. <laughs> And, uh, and so this deer's ear flickers and I start getting ready, you know, it's in like some pines and stuff in this cutover and, uh, I see one and I shoot and I thought I dropped it and dad was like, you missed. I was like, no dad, freaking hit that deer. That deer's (laughs) dead. I was like, "Ah!" you know, I was like, yeah, so excited. Well, I missed. Yeah. I didn't hit the deer. And, uh, a few minutes later, that same deer came walking back out (laughs) and I shot it and it dropped. Yeah. And, uh. And then we were, you know, we were yes. celebrating like crazy because I was like, this is like, this is like my favorite day. This is what I've <laughs> always wanted to do and I haven't gotten to do it. Now here I am doing yeah. it. And uh, we got down. We didn't know, you know, you're supposed to wait or mm-hmm. anything. Like, So we just got down and went over to it. Well, as we're getting to it, a doe walks out and my dad shoots at it like five times with that slug gun. <laughs> And it was probably 100 yards away. So he's like, give me that 270. <laughs> so he grabs that 270 and shoots shoots this doe. And so there we were. We both killed a deer on That's the cool, same day, man. the day I killed my deer. And my, my other uncle, who was with us as well, he shot um, a deer that, that evening, yeah. too. So, uh, it was, dude, it was amazing. You know, they put the blood all over my oh, face. Yeah. And it, it changed my life. Like yeah. it, it legitimately changed my life. But the lesson that I learned is this. Uh, and I'll remember this forever. My uncle came riding up on my, my uncle, the hunter, mm-hmm. my uncle, Kevin, he, uh, came riding up on his four wheeler. He's like, what the heck was going on over there? And we were like, man, we got two deer down. Like, <laughs> what the heck? He was like, well, while y'all were over there just firing off, there was a big eight point right in front of you. He's like, he was right on the tree line the whole time. Cause he had climbed up in his climber and was kind of just watching that whole cut over on the other side. And he was like, there was a, there was an eight point standing there right in front of y'all while y'all were over there paying attention to the does. There's an eight point right there. And I, I mean, at the time I didn't really care. Yeah. I thought back to it. And I'm like, man, that would have been cool. Been My cool. first deer was an eight point. Yeah. That would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that was a lesson that I learned is like, you know, be aware of, I mean, I, my mind goes back to that moment a lot, especially if I'm about to pull the trigger <laughs> on a doe yeah. or a smaller buck, like. Just take a minute mm-hmm. and observe your surroundings and make sure there's nothing else that's yeah. just standing back watching. Yeah. You know? And uh, so that was that was probably my, my, my lesson and, man, one of the most memorable hunts of my life. It's so cool, man. 
it's, 10 years old. There's a picture of me, and we're at the car wash where we're cleaning the <laughs> cleaning the cavities out and stuff, yeah. all three of us with our three deer. I got those like one of those 90s seashell necklaces on. <laughs> I thought I was so cool. But, oh, man, good stuff. Yep. Good, good stuff. All right. Now. Hit me with another one. Well. It can be chronological or not. It doesn't matter. Well, growing up, like I said, we did a, a lot of dog hunting, and if you've never done it, I mean, I know people are like oh, you just, dog hunters are lazy, and they, you know, it is seriously the most funnest type of hunting I've ever done in my whole entire life, and it's a great way to, to introduce kids into it. Mm-hmm. I don't got to worry about being quiet. Um, I don't got to worry about buying camo. Yeah, I don't got to worry about being scent free. I don't have to worry about. I mean, it's just, it's just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And but I will say this: I learned more about deer hunting using dogs than I have still hunting. And and this is what I mean, that I found out in those early years that deer are patternable. They mm. do the same thing for the most part over and over again. So they would cross at the same crossing every time that we would run them. Deer would always cross. And so I got to start asking Dad, I'm like, hey, Pop, they always cross here because there's always a truck sitting on this crossing. He goes, son, he goes, I don't know why, this is where they want to cross at. And so, um, so I learned about that. Uh, deer's travel routes, mm-hmm. deer's um, 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 deer's tracks, like how to how to do a bigger track, a walking track, a running track. You know mm-hmm. what it all looks like. And so, man, I can tell you stories. And I, I, you know, the thing about a dog hunter, a true dog hunter, you don't really know if he's telling the truth 100 percent of the time. Yeah. You know. So when I say this next story, people are going to be like, "There's there's no, there's no way." <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Some people are going to be like, "There's no way." We ran a six point one time. For four hours, okay, we 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 would run walkers and beagles, okay, and so we ran a six point for four hours. And in Florida, man, you know that's pretty good deer, yeah, um, especially running dogs. That's a mature buck. That's a mature buck. And so he's um, two and a half. <laughs> turn it loose, and I am not exaggerating. We shot at this deer, okay, sixty four times. Oh my gosh. Okay, with shotguns. No rifles and shotguns. Okay. I mean, and we were we were in a in a club where, where you could use both. Um, right. And and so we shot it sixty four times. And dude, there is, <laughs> it is so much fun to hear a pack of hounds burning it up, and then guys on the radio, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 and finally a guy, you know, killed it. Um, he was running across the chop and shot him, and which is a clear cut, and just fell, you know. And I think he fell more from pure exhaustion. He, he, was just from, tired. he was just tired. All you right, know? boys, I'm done. But dude, <laughs> I'm old. I'm two and a half. I mean, huh? just uh, but so we we shot at him a ton. Um, I learned so much about deer hunting in those. You know, I think I think we hunted the first 10, 12 years of with with dogs. I learned so much about deer, just going and driving the roads, seeing how yeah. they operated, how how they would cross, how um, they would be watching the roads, like they would be bedded. I mean, we we all talk about bedding, mm-hmm. you know, in I can't tell you how many times we would drive past a crossing and we're getting ready to go around the curve. And I look in the rearview mirror and I see a deer walk right, right, right across the crossing, but we'd already gone past. They had seen us yeah, and just ease across the road, yep. you know? And, and, and so even then I didn't know what, I had no clue who Dan Infault was in the hunting beast. I have yeah. I had no idea, you know? Um, and so even then I can go back and look and go, that's what they were doing. Right. They were bedded in this thick stuff watching this go by and then just yeah. walking on out. And um, I'll tell you, I, 
another thing about betting because we're talking we're we're doing memorable hunts but also tactics. Right. It takes a lot to bump a deer. I've I've seen I've watched deer run out into a chop, bed down. The dog's just running circles around it, doesn't really know where it is. They just they can smell it. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally takes a a dog to step on a deer sometimes to get them up. Which is why yeah. you, you which so is why you don't sometimes, see them whenever no, you're walking. No, that's why whenever we walk out in 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 the big woods or you're walking through a swamp or you're walking through like a real thick pine area, you know, that's why like they they jump up right in front of you because it takes a lot to bump a deer. Mm-hmm. You know, people are so afraid of if I go in, I'm gonna scare them. You can actually walk right past them, and they and they'll just sit there. Yeah. And and if a dog's not gonna make a deer get up and do that, a human's not gonna make yeah. a a deer get up and do that. It's a crazy story. My dad, when we were actually still living in Texas, and uh, it may have been the next year after I killed after I killed that that deer, my first deer, I, it was somewhere right there in the middle, somewhere close. We actually had an experience like that on a place here in mm-hmm. Blunt, Blunt County, Alabama. Yeah. Um, where my dad actually paid, I think he paid like three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and we were on that club. We were Texas residents, but we knew we were going to be here. My mm-hmm. uncle got on the club. Some of his buddies got on it. So my dad just got on it too. Well, yeah. it was a struggle fest, man. Like I think I could probably go out there now and kill a deer, knowing what I know now, but. Mm-hmm. Going and sitting on green fields and all that stuff, it, we just did not see a lot of deer. Well, one day my dad was coming back. Uh, he was walking to the truck, and we were uh, – I, I had hunted another area, and I was walking down the road. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden – I mean, it's late, late in the morning, like 10 o'clock. All of a sudden, boom! I mean, and it was yeah. close to me. Yeah. Not where dad was supposed to be hunting at. Yeah. But it, I, I was like, I had to have been dad. Yeah. So I walked like – 50 yards and there's dad standing in the road he's like you wouldn't believe what just happened and uh, i was i think i was 13 12 or 13 because it was my first year to hunt by myself mm-hmm. and this deer this little buck was uh bedded like seriously right next to the road mm-hmm. underneath a, like a tree with a big overhang on it yeah like just a kind of a short shrub dad was like i just i was walking and i just happened to see it and he's like so i just kept walking and I got right out of its view, and then I pulled my gun up and walked a little ways. He's like, he's like, I don't know if they care. I mean, you got to understand at this point, me and Dad had not been hunting much. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if they notice whenever a gun's being pointed at them or, <laughs> or what. But he was like, I just acted like I didn't even see him. Like, I was just looking around, and then I just turned the barrel towards him and shot. Yeah. And he killed that deer. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we learned something really important there, and... And didn't really put it to play. It's what you're, what you're, mm-hmm. what you're talking about. You know, they're gonna bed. They know that <clears throat> the guys who are giving them crap all season long mm-hmm. are coming in right here. Yeah. And the best way to keep the tabs on them is just to sit there and watch. Yeah. Them. Well, and you can talk to any coon hunter around here. Goes out at night and trees coons. Yeah. You just go out and ask them how many bucks do you see, and and they will tell you. We we walk right past them. Yeah. That, that they'll just be in a bed, you know, because they know they're not threatened by those guys. Mm-hmm. And so the hounds just run right past them. Guys walk right past them. I've I've heard numerous stories of coon hunters just saying, hey, man, you go hunt over here, you know, because yeah, we just walked past a buck last night, and it's like, okay, thanks, you know. Yeah. And um, now we we couldn't do that because w- they look at us as a predator. It's, it's, it's amazing how they can different, like, differentiate. There it is, you know. A coon hunter from that guy's got a bow in his hand. <laughs> it's yeah, and I don't he might even stick know. Me. <laughs> I don't even know if they do it. 
and, and maybe it's just because like a sixth sense or something. Man. Yeah, it's, just, it's it's weird. Yeah, how they and it almost sounds like like y'all, you guys are getting into some voodoo stuff over here. We're no, not. No, like it's really not. I mean, when you look at uh, the day after the season. Yeah, you know, there's deer running around all yeah. over the place, and maybe it's just something in our mind that tells us that. But yeah, um, it is it is strange. But I I know that, like uh, I think I've said it before, pretty recently, I've been on a lot of properties where the best bedding areas are right next to the gate, mm-hmm. and that's because they just want to keep tabs. Yeah, they're so, watching. So um, I, I'm trying to think of my next my next one. Uh, I've got a couple, if I just go in chronological order. Like I said, I was from West Texas, Mm -hmm. so before we got on a lease in that, like, maybe five years from the time I was, it was probably from the time I was 10 till I was about 15 in high school, uh, we didn't get to hunt much other than when we came to Alabama. Yeah. And I never killed another deer in Alabama until I was, until 2010, when I was 20. Yeah. Um, we hunted it every year, and I never killed another one yeah. after that first deer. Um, so, but every deer from that point was kind of it was kind of few and far between. It mm-hmm. was we get invited to go. I shot a deer. I shot my first buck um, about three or four years after I shot my first deer. Yeah, uh, just because we didn't get to go a lot. Yeah, and uh, but I, I think probably that one was fun, and that's an obvious one for me. That was a memorable one. But I want to kind of get into the like nitty gritty kind of a little <laughs> bit quicker. Um, it was my first good buck mm-hmm. was, uh, it was in West Texas. It was the first year that my dad had, my dad saved up, man, and got on a lease, got us on a lease. I think it cost like $1,500 a membership or something like that. Yeah. Now you're probably looking at about five grand yeah. to get on that same lease. And um, I shot my first good buck mm-hmm. out there and it's that 11 point that's up yeah. on my wall in there. And uh, it, it was crazy. My dad had, he had, we, on this club, on this lease, we got a coal buck, mm-hmm. a doe, and a trophy buck. Right. And so me and my sister would alternate years on who got the coal buck. Right. And, and out there, you know, a coal buck is a decent buck, probably yeah. a buck that most people would shoot here yeah. <laughs> any day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, some years I'd shoot the doe and some years my little sister would shoot the doe and we kind of alternated years on the, yeah on the bucks. But, um, dad shot a coal buck on accident. It was right, <laughs> right at last light. And <laughs> this buck only had one side and the other side was yeah. dinky. And, uh, we only saw the, and I was, and I remember telling dad like, shoot, he's, he's a good, he's a good buck. And he's <laughs> looking, he looks like a good buck to me too. And he was just sideways. And we all we could see was yeah. that one side and he shot it. And so, he shot a coal buck, so that meant I get to shoot. Trophy. We got a trophy buck. Yeah. Tag. This is the first year we've been out here. You know, at the time, I'm pretty young, and um, I felt bad for my dad. I really did, because he had put a <laughs> Go lot. Go ahead, shoot him, Pop. Go ahead. He put a lot of blood, sweat, <laughs> money, and tears into this place. And um, and so I went out. It was a late season. The rut was already over, and it was super late. And uh, we go up and sit in his blind, and see some deer and it was it was typical we'd see deer every time we sat we'd mm-hmm. see lots of deer most yeah. of the time and uh then all of a sudden i was like there's a buck and it was right in front of the feeder and we're looking at it and we, i remember i remember me and my dad we were both like make sure it's got both of both sides <laughs> like i don't know i was like dad i'm pretty sure it's a good deer i'm pretty sure it's a good one yeah and like and at this point i had not seen a whole lot of great deer in my life yeah 
And uh, he's like, hold on, don't shoot. There's another buck behind us. We look back, and there's another buck, beautiful buck, more like symmetrical, yeah. kind of taller, but that was behind behind us. And so we're looking, and he's like, which one do you want to shoot? I don't know, Dad. <laughs> They're both good deer. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up going with the one that was the 11 point that was yeah. at the feeder, and I shot it, and it fell straight to the ground. And I was like, I, I remember being real nervous because we mm-hmm. had just had a bad experience with that one that dad had shot yeah. and uh and it was weird that we were hunting together both of these times too because mm-hmm. at that point at 15 i hunted by myself a lot i yeah. loved hunting by myself yeah and because i you know it's kind of like a independent thing mm-hmm. you know i'm a teenager i want to do this yeah. thing on my own yeah but for both of these me and dad were together which was looking back now i'd have cool. it no other way yeah and uh um i remember walking up to the deer and it was only it was early you know it was like seven o'clock in the morning and I remember walking up to that deer and in my mind being like, this is a TV deer. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the deer that you see that yeah. people shoot always. <clears throat> this deer does not ever, you don't ever let this deer walk. Right. Ever. And to this day, I still wouldn't let a deer like that walk. No. But um, and I just remember, like, and dad was like, you're crying. I'm like, I'm, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not crying. You are. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was, man. It was just, it was so... It was my first like taste of, whoa! Mm-hmm. I'm about to have a deer on the wall. Yeah, big, mature deer, yeah. and uh, it was my, I guess, fourth deer of my life. Mm-hmm. Was that one, and still one of my bigger bucks. You know, it's not like he's not huge. He's probably 100, and I think we scored him at like 117 or something like that. Yeah. 115, 117, something. Um, but I don't really care about. That kind of stuff. He's a wide. He's a wide deer. He's got double brow tines on both sides, split yeah. brow tines. Um, his tine length is not. He's got every single every single point is broken. Yeah. Um, like almost perfectly, just snipped off huh. the top of every tine. Huh. That's uh, cool. But I was man, I was so jacked up. Yeah. Um, what did I learn on that hunt? Uh, man, that one was kind of one of those that was just like a perfect hunt i yeah. guess i guess that when i when one in I, the hands better than two in the bush <laughs> yeah <laughs> shoot the one in front of you <laughs> yeah shoot the one in front of you for sure um i guess kind of a, a just a i don't know what the word would be the overall lesson i learned from that season uh from my dad i mean it was it was that like be sure of what you're shooting at mm-hmm. if it's if it's a big deal yeah you know i mean there's sometimes out here if i see a a buck that's got good one side, mm-hmm. he's going to die. Yeah. You know, I mean, so if you're, you, you need to be sure what you're shooting at, but if it, if you look at it and you're like that, I'm, I'm happy with that deer, whether it's got broken, whatever, I don't care. Turn it loose. I'm happy with that shoot deer. It. Uh, but if you're on a place where you've got to be very sure, yeah. uh, that was, I mean, I think about that a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. just the overall lesson of, of that season was. Yeah. Man, I think Dad learned that lesson too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He really got to feel that one. But you know, my dad—he—he he was always the dad that was going to let us shoot first, yeah. and he got way more out of. Oh yeah. Us hunting. That was mine too. That yeah. was mine too. I would have to say mine happened probably about three three years ago. Um, it was in Florida actually. I actually cut my biggest buck in Florida. Um, <laughs> this was sounding really crazy. I killed it a mile from the beaches. In Panama City. That's pretty crazy. Like, it's, it, it's 
pretty crazy. And um, it, there's actually a lot of tactics in it. It, it wasn't just go out and sit over clear cut, which there's nothing wrong with that because you can kill a lot of deer that way. Yeah. But this was this was found. Um, this spot was found by getting out of the stand and just walking around, putting boots on the ground. And um, it was in the middle of a some sandy pines that was up against a a um, we we called them cypress heads. Um, where it's just it's just a swamp, you know, just real thick. And so it, it um, there was a big block of uh, the these sandy pines, and um, a road that goes all the way around it. And, and there was a lot of deer tracks going back and forth. And if you just took it for what it was worth, you could just I mean, even if you looked at the map, I mean, you just saw pretty flat, nothing really to it. Well, we we started walking it, and there's a spot in there. It's just a little, I mean, just a little swell, basically. Just a little, um, I don't know why it was there, um, but it was just a little bowl in there that um, would not show up on the topo mount. And at the head of that bowl was a oak tree and had acorns dropping. And it was the only one in the whole entire um, um patch of woods mm-hmm. and so me and dad were walking through there and it was just one of those spots where you like you like walked up on it and you're just like yeah yeah this is probably it and then and then um but once again we don't ever try to get locked on a spot so we we let the sign dictate you know hey this is where we need to set up so sort of looking deer tracks everywhere of course the acorns were there <clears throat> we're like okay we're gonna we're gonna set up and it was real young timber and, and, and so the pines were only as thick as your forearm, yeah. you know, and so there wasn't a whole lot. You couldn't put a tree in that. I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't put a tree stand in that. And um, we had a lot of um, a lot of palmetto bushes, and so we just brushed in a blind with the palmetto bushes, and um, I'll, I'll never forget it. I was hunting with my brother, and I told him to meet me at the house at, like, 5 a.m., and I think we all have one of these stories, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. you're, you tell your hunting buddy, hey, man, meet me at my house. Well, he didn't show up like 20 <laughs> minutes later. So it set us back. So I, Oh, it's I, really bad is whenever you're like, hey, I'm going to be at your house yeah. at 4.30. Yeah. And you get to their house at 4.30 and all the lights are off. All the lights are off. And you just you like. You call. It keeps going to voicemail. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello. Are you just getting up? No, no, no. no, no, no I was no. in the shower. I was in the shower. Uh, was, Shut up. No, no you weren't. You, you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So brother finally got to the house. We we take off going out to the club. I, I drop him off. Uh, I drive all the way around to the other side of the lease. And by this time, it was already, I mean, it was past daybreak. And so I was like, well, crud. So uh, I ease in. Um, it was it was, it was really sandy, so you can, you can ease in there pretty, pretty good. I, I get set down, get everything situated. I hadn't been in the stand, I don't know, 15 minutes. And I see a doe walking up the road that I walked in on. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, you know, because um, those are pretty skittish, especially in the Panhandle. I mean, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm sure they are everywhere, but they just seem to be like really skittish there. And walked in, and then it was acting real, I don't know, just real keyed up, you know. Kept looking back and 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 all this stuff, and I'm like, there's something behind it. And we are not used to seeing rut activity. In the state of Florida, right? You know, <laughs> I know um, there's some guys that listen to us. You know, shout out to Walter Lee. You know, um, he he can vouch. There's some there's sometimes in the state of Florida you don't even get a rut. You know, and so um, I was like, there's no way there's a buck following the doe. And sure enough, um, she she went real rigid, 
And I was like, oh my gosh. And so literally she, she, she went real stiff and snapped her head back and I started reaching for my gun, which is off to my right. And I look out the window of the blind and it was the biggest deer I've ever seen walking in. And I'm like, there's no way this is happening. You know, like, <laughs> you, I don't know about you. I start talking to myself like, oh, there's yeah. no way. I, this is not happening this is right not, now. This is surreal. And so, I know, so I get my gun up and something happened. I don't know what, because you, you like see a big buck and you and you like to think, oh, I'm going to be so calm, so cool, and like so collective. I, I just remember he was following the doe. He stepped out in between um, two pine trees. And all I could see was a little bit of his front shoulder and his neck. And he was at 40 yards. And, and I put the scope on him. And my focus on my scope had gotten jacked up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I, I, like, I like turn, I turned the, the, the I, I thought it was, on, you know, on like nine. But it wasn't. It was on like four. So I turned it down to three. Nothing helped. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I'm, I'm about to miss this deer because <laughs> of this stupid scope. And so I was just looking through it. I, the only thing that I could see was his neck. And he was 40 yards away. And then by this time, he'd stomp once. And I'm like, he's about to. And I, I just clicked off, and I let him have it. I'm shooting, I'm shooting a 300 at 40 yards. And he didn't move. I mean, just just bailed over dead. And um, Were you all together? Were you and your dad together? No, no. Okay. Dad, dad wasn't even hunting that morning. Okay. And so, um, but... Literally, the shot hadn't even got done echoing, and my brother's blowing up my phone. What'd you shoot? What you was that you? What'd you shoot? What'd you shoot? And I, you're just speechless because you're like, oh my gosh, I killed my biggest deer in my life right now. In you Florida. Know? In Florida, you know. And like, I had I had some other family members hunting. My my grandfather was hunting with me. My uncle was hunting with me as a family affair, and they're all like blowing my phone up. Like, what'd you get? What'd you get? And I was just dumbfounded. Like, I I couldn't speak. I couldn't talk. I just sitting there. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I, I went up, it ended up being 11 point with a, a, a split G2, which in Florida, you don't get split G2s. Um, <laughs> and so, the I like... The only thing you get in Florida is split parents. That's, <laughs> 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 yep, yep, yep. So, um, so anyway, it was, it, was, uh, it was just a really cool hunt, man. And I, like, I think it ended up scoring, I, I like rough taped it, you know, like 115 you know yeah i mean and, which is a stud in yeah Florida. yeah and so it was it was really cool it it, it, it was just had that's some the character picture to that, it that's the picture yeah, that's, we used that's on the picture the episode that's that you, the picture and so a couple weeks ago. um but 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 the tactics were boots on the ground getting out and finding that little just subtle um mm-hmm. um, um change in the topo and finding that hot tree yeah. um and it, it happened just set up just perfect to where in on the head of that bowl was that was that tree yeah, and man, they were tearing it up, and um, that's, that's that's how it happened, man. That's a that's a crazy. I don't think I'd ever even heard the, the actual story of that hunt, um, but as I'm looking at a picture of that deer right now, I mean, and he looks like a decent sized body deer from yeah, Florida. I think he, I think he went 170. You know, which with, I mean. Which is which is anything a big deer looks kind of small when it put up next to you, but that's that's true. I mean, I I look like I ate it, and so <laughs> so <laughs> you look like a like a one of those football players that goes that likes to deer hunt. You know, you can yeah. always like tell them like that guy's got a big beard and he's a large fella. Yeah, I have been mistaken for you know different you know Vikings. celebrities. Yeah, Vikings and stuff stuff like yeah. that. And so, um, man, that's cool. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's a cool uh, that's a cool story. It's a cool looking deer too. Yeah. 
Um, now let me ask you a personal question. Whoa. Worst miss. Worst miss? Oh. Man. Hmm. And if you don't have one, then you just don't have one. I've got a lot of misses. Oh, I have, I have some too. I've got several misses. I've missed most of my biggest deer mm-hmm. ever. Uh, well, hold on. Hold on. Tell me the story about the big Georgia buck. The big one that I didn't miss? Yeah. The one that I killed? Yeah, the one that you killed. Okay, so this is a... Is that's, that's a really good deer. Yeah, he was, he was a big deer. That was where I was going. That mm-hmm. was where I was going to go yeah. to next. Um, that year, uh, I actually killed two big deer in Georgia, which was pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. I, I moved to Georgia, and I was like, there's no way this is going to be... Like, you don't ever hear anybody be like, man, Georgia is the state to be in for deer hunters. You don't ever hear that. Let me tell you something. Georgia's got some deer, man. Georgia is a good state to be in if you like to deer hunt. And um, so the first year I was living there, I, I found like I got on this like little urban mm-hmm. piece. that was 13 acres. A lady let me hunt it. I ended up killing a buck and a doe mm-hmm. within the first week that I lived there. Yeah. And I was jacked up. And yeah. the, doe, the buck was like a drop tine, like a goofy looking drop tine buck. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not big, but he has a drop tine, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. The next year, I got on a club because I was, I was like, okay, I live here now. I need to get on a hunting club. And uh, I got on this club, and it was super cheap. didn't cost much, but it was in a big buck county. Mm-hmm. And uh, went out there, and during bow season, I shot a doe during bow season and did not recover her. Mm-hmm. I, this is one of the – I learned a lot in this season of, mm-hmm. of deer hunting. Um I learned a lot because she she should have died. I mm-hmm. mean, she was bedded up in a creek. We found a big, huge pile of blood, I guess, and uh, we had just jumped her. We could hear her running yeah. as we would walk further. Learned that lesson. Yeah. Um, opening day of gun season. Well, let's fast forward to uh, about the next weekend, mm-hmm. the second weekend of, of gun season. Um, I was... Uh, hunting a spot that I don't know, it, was, it was a mobile spot. I posted mm-hmm. this on, on Instagram the other day because this is my yeah. first mobile success story. Yeah. Um, I had found this scrape and now typically I don't, I don't scrapes, hunt scrapes, yeah. but early season like this, which early, I mean, you're talking about like the first week of October is yeah. when this happened. And, um, I put my climber up on this tree and there was a bunch of, uh, white oaks dropping acres and mm-hmm. stuff and there's a lot of deer sign in there and there's a scrape you know kind of down in this saddle yeah and uh so i, I set up one morning and went in there and set up and saw several bucks mm-hmm. come by it they would you know yeah in my mind i'm pretty sure that they did not actually paw at the ground but yeah. they were just using that licking branch yeah and and left yeah they would, they would come out and then leave the exact same way that they came from. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, I maybe should have shot the last one. It was an okay little buck. And mm-hmm. I was like, I maybe should have shot that one. Well, a few minutes later, this other buck walks out. And I, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of like, eh, that's an okay buck. Mm-hmm. He's not bad. I got my gun up. I'm like, eh, he's an eight point. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot him. I shot him. And he fell over. And uh, he had actually, he had actually done his whole deal at the mm-hmm. scrape and licking branch, and turned back around, and he was headed back to his bed. 
I'll talk about that here in just a second. This isn't the big the big buck story either. Yeah. This is just the first one of that season. Yeah. That what kind of led up to everything. Um, I went up to him and he was like, he was like uh, uh, a big bodied buck, mm-hmm. and I could tell that as I'm walking up to him. I'm, I walk a little bit closer. I'm like, man, he's getting bigger. Yeah. Holy crap, he's getting a lot bigger. Yeah. And then I got up to him. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Why did I almost let this deer walk? Yeah. I mean, he's every bit of 200 and something pounds. Yeah. And uh, he's 117. That one yeah. was, I did score that one at 117. Yeah. And it, I mean, you know, I mean, it's good that's deer. not a giant or anything, mm-hmm. but when you're in my situation here, I'm like, holy crap, that's a, that's a good buck. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I'm pumped up about this yeah. place. Here I am the second week <laughs> of, of the season. I'm like, man, this is awesome. So later in the season... Um, I was, it was December the 17th mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like, you know what? I killed a good buck. I'm fine mm-hmm. with this season. I, I'm, I'd like to shoot a doe or something. Yeah. The rut's already over at this point. Yeah. Or at least I thought. So I go and set up on this green field that nobody had ever set up on. I was like, it's late season. It's super, it was, I mean, it was freaking cold this yeah. day. I was like, they may be hitting this green field. The does might. I'll just go set up on it. They had this old, like rickety ladder stand that's one of those that you your butthole winks every time you take a step you're like oh gosh well i get there and it's almost dark man almost dark and i hear this doe or i hear this deer blow and i see a deer running all the way through the woods it ran across the green field and all the way through the woods and it was a doe i was like dang i didn't even know it was there (laughs) and uh and it was i wasn't far and all of a sudden I mean, the sun's going down. All of a sudden, I see a deer coming in the field, like slowly coming yeah. in the field. And I can just kind of barely see its outline because um, it, like, it's getting really close to dark. <clears throat> yeah. And um, I was like, okay, what is this? And I pulled my – I was like, okay, it's a buck. Mm-hmm. I can't tell what he is. And he just starts beelining the trail mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> this is a – He's getting closer. I'm like, oh, this is a good buck. And he gets, I mean, probably 15 yards away. And I'm gun hunting. Yeah. He's probably 15 yards away. I'm like, this is the best buck I've ever seen in the woods. <laughs> and I shoot him. And I didn't even know what to do with myself. I'm like, he dropped dead. And I was like. Isn't it so funny? You're just like, like you can play it over and over oh. and over in your mind before it happens. And then when the moment comes, you're just like. Dude. It was, I mean, it was surreal. I'm like. What did I just do? What did I just do just now? Yeah. And and so I was like, okay, I got down out of the tree, and I didn't have to walk very far because no. he was right there. And I, I walked, I, I went up to him, and I'm like, I, get it, I wasn't even excited yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wh- it's speechless. Yeah. You know, I'm still sitting here thinking about it, like, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't realize, loaded it up, left. And I'm like, I remember I was driving home, and all of a sudden it hit me. Do you know what you just did? And I was just like, I was like, I was Jack. I was in my car, and I was just by myself. Yeah, and I was just, just like, screaming. Ah! I mean, just, and yeah. then I didn't really realize how big he was, because it was dark, and I never yeah. really got to get a good look at him. And I didn't realize how big he was until I was, I got home, and I pulled him out. Yeah. And I had my headlamp on him, and I was like, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to show you this picture. Um, and you'll see, obviously the viewers or the listeners right now won't be able to 
see it with you, but you can kind of understand what I'm what I'm talking about when I looked at this picture. It was that picture right there. I took that picture and sent it to my dad, and then I looked at the picture. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's, that's nice a, to you, man. It's a good buck. Um, the crazy thing about this one was I had actually shot it in the neck mm-hmm. and it was so close. I, and I, like, it was just one of those, like just reaction things. Yeah. It had actually, I, I guess turned its head in a, in such a way that the bullet actually grazed the antler. So there's like really? a, there's like a small little bullet huh. graze. It's not a hole, but it's yeah. almost cracked yeah. on one of the, on one of the tines and it hit that and then hit the deer. Huh. Which was pretty. It was that was a that was a cool buck. That was a good. One. I learned a couple things though. Yeah. I learned a couple things. Uh, I learned about a second rut. Yeah. In that in that one, because that that buck was after that doe, hard. Yeah. And he was. I mean, he was maybe 130 pounds. Yeah. That buck was. He was four and a half, maybe 130 pounds, because he was down, just man. run down. Yeah. It was late December. He was. It was. But there is a second rut, mm-hmm. and if you can catch it, a lot of times. I've talked to the biologists and stuff at in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, everybody always saves up all their vacation for the first week in November. He's like, but if you'll come during the second rut, when they come back in, when they cycle back in, that's when you're going to see the bigger bucks. You're, the well, because, big bucks are going to come out then. Well, because the bigger bucks have their pick because the mm-hmm. young ones have already gone done their thing, yeah. you know? And so it's like, yep. the big boys are like, hey, it, it might be a shorter window, but hey. And, and you know we we talked about it on the last podcast you were mm-hmm. on about not killing mature bucks out of greenfields. I did that day, mm-hmm. and it was because it was the rut. It was the rut, and everything goes out the window, man. Yeah, it does. And and then another thing that I learned about that nobody had hunted this little spot because it was kind of like just one of those like ugly duckling greenfields. It didn't grow that well. Yeah. Um. But looking back at it now, I'm looking at the way that it's set up. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good spot. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of habitats coming together. You had pines on one side of it. You had a, a big um, uh, creek bottom, hardwood mm-hmm. creek bottom on the other side of it. I mean, it was just, it was just a really good spot. And people, man, they just didn't, they never hunted it. Yeah. And I think they had to drive right by it every oh, yeah. single time they went anywhere. Yeah. It was right on the road. Yeah. But the deer just, man, they, they came to it and it worked that day. So I learned that. Um, I learned that on, on that buck. The first one I shot that year, though, mm-hmm. I learned about uh, those early season licking branches with the pecking order mm-hmm. licking branches. Because every single one of those bucks, I think I saw three bucks. It may have been two. Two or three bucks before the one that I shot. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them went, came out of the of a, a kind of a pine thicket. Mm-hmm. They came down the hill into that saddle, yeah, did their thing, and they turned right back around and went right back. They were yeah. just bedded up. Yeah. They were bedded up, and they were establishing that pe- pecking order, and then going right back to bed. Yeah. And they were probably smelling when a buck, the first one that came through. Yeah. The other ones were probably smelling. Okay, old yeah. boy just thought he was going to come up here into my territory. I'm going to come. And yeah. Do yeah. this, and so I learned I, at the time. I didn't know that. I didn't know what was going on. Um, now, I definitely know 100. percent That's what happened. Yeah. They were. It was. It was a pecking order looking yeah. branch. Early season, I will hunt those. Yeah. If I can find them, I will hunt them. Yeah. I won't hunt them late season that much. And that that spot, you know, at the time, I was like, well, I've killed a big buck here earlier this year. Maybe there's yeah. gonna be another one. Yeah. It dried up. There was nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would even go as far to say that 
outside of the rut, now this is talking outside of the rut, that um, what I've seen is that there's seniority within the bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can see that with the beds. Like, the bigger, more dominant buck normally will get the best bed. Everyone, will, mm-hmm. you know, all the other bucks will just kind of get satellite beds or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, at least that's what they say on the hunting beast, you know. And so, <laughs> <laughs> satellite least, beds. And I'm at least like, like that's what they say. Yeah, they're like, they're like satellite beds. I'm like, yeah, I got dish. I got direct. Yeah, it's cool, you know. <laughs> and so, um, um, but what I have seen is, and, and, and I've seen this from Oklahoma all the way into, you know, the, the south where you'll have a spike come out and then a three-point come out. And then 20 minutes later, you know, a four-point will come out. And then they steadily just keep getting bigger and bigger until mm-hmm. right at dark. Normally that's when your big boys come out, you know, yeah. or, or that's when you see them. And this is just my theory on it. I mean, there's nothing more than just a theory. Because you you always hear about people saying, well, they're, they're, they're staging up in the pines before they come out in the green field. Or they're... They're staging here before they come out in the clear cut or whatever, and I think that the, those older deer stage up where they can look and see those younger deer, and they kind of, they they just feed off of them like okay mm-hmm. if, if something's there, then then they're gonna let me know. Yep. You know, um, because outside of the rut now, um, the the bigger deer that I've killed have been you know re- either right there at first light or um, right at last light. You know. And normally, I've, I saw it in, in Oklahoma. My, my wife's family has some land out there. And, dude, I was watching six points and eight points just one after the other. You know, I, I saw I saw eight bucks in one morning, you know, end up killing a nice eight point out there. Mm-hmm. But he was the most dominant buck there. And um, and he, he was just staged up watching, you know. And and so it, it would be interesting to see if, if anybody else has, you know, seen that or um, observed that, you know, yeah. um, just the the seniority of the the bucks using the younger ones kind of as like, you know, hey, there's danger here, a coyote, you know, there's there's a predator or something. So yeah. just be interesting. Yeah. Man. All right. We got time for probably one more. Okay. One more each. Okay. You started, right? Yeah, you started, so I'll I did. end. Okay. Hit me with one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to my biggest miss. Okay. All right. Um, um, so we all have them. Um, this one was, um, we just got on a lease, and it was it was a ditch that separated two um, um, stands of pines. And um, it was it was really thick in there, so you, it was really hard to get a stand in there that you couldn't get a stand above five foot because if you got any higher than that, you wouldn't be able to see nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching this ditch line, and I was just set up on a um, j- just a bag chair, you know, and and I was sitting there, and um, what what I'd done, I'd walked in, and um, I thought I was too far um, away from because in Florida you can hunt over bait, you know, so right. so we, we we had corn out, so I thought I was you know twelve years old. Um, Dad dropped me off at the, you know, dropped me off. I walked in, sat down, I, and then once it got light, I'm like, man, that, that corn seems a long ways away. Wasn't real confident, so I ended up getting up and moving my chair up about 20 yards while I was sitting there, and um, I don't know, about 7.30, 8 o'clock, I hear uh, a limb snap. I'm like, okay, and I look, and an eight-point stepped out at 10 yards. Huh. Just stepped out. I don't know where he came from. He just 
was in the ditch. And I'm like, oh, go- oh gosh. You're 12? Yeah, I was 12. <laughs> and gun still in the lap. I mean, you know, because um, I'm still learning how to hunt. You know, this was before cell phones. So, you know, we couldn't, you know, do anything. So basically, like, you, you sat there like a rock or you, you know, not at all, which, hey, let's just all be honest. We've done all done that, oh, yeah. you know. And so. I do it every um, month. You know, you're just like, you know, you bobbing the head, yep. you know. And, uh, and so, um, and then he steps out and he's at 10 yards. And I'm like, this is, and I, I, I couldn't do nothing. Because he, he stepped out and looked at me because that chair was not supposed to be, that chair wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. That's why. Yeah, that's why. And so <laughs> okay. he just, he literally just, we, we had a, a staring contest for five minutes. And he finally was starting to put his head down. And this was probably one of my first times hunting alone, so I didn't know how to do nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to ease the gun up, and he, you know, look at me. So then, then I'm frozen with the gun halfway up. Well, you start shaking and all this different stuff. Yeah. He could tell something was wrong. So he, he goes to turn to walk back out, and I just put it up my shoulder. And he was at 10 yards, but I was I was done. Like, I, there's no way. You know, scope was at, ni- <laughs> at like nine mag. You know, I mean, there's no way I could see him. I thought I saw Brown. I shot and ended up killing a pine tree, you know, halfway <laughs> down the ditch. And, and he just runs off. And dad comes about an hour and a half later. He goes, what'd you kill? I go, I missed, Pop. He goes, what What? What do you mean you missed? I go, I'm, I'm, I missed a point. And uh, he goes, well, where did he come out? And And I told him. And he goes, um, where were you sitting? And I go, well, you see about that, you know. <laughs> and and, he, and if I would have kept that chair back there, it would have been a 50-yard shot. I'm not saying he wouldn't have still come out and looked at me, but I would have greatly improved my chances of killing that deer. Yeah. You know, and so um, – but that's just being a young hunter. Yeah. You, you know, learn, just not – You learn those things. Yeah. I mean, learn. there honestly, there was probably a trail that was coming out right there that yeah. if, if you knew – better yeah. you would have been like oh well there's a trail yeah or there's something you know some kind of terrain feature that leads them to there, the... there was definitely a trail because like i don't know 30 minutes after that i'm sitting there here i hear another limb break and i'm like this is stupid <laughs> you know and i look over and two pine rows over from me so that you know those who know the woods it's about 10 yards mm-hmm. you know there's like a little unicorn buck <laughs> like i mean three inch spikes uh-huh. you know one of them just sitting there looking at me and I'm just like, this is dumb. And I'm sitting there, I'm waving at him. I'm doing all this stupid stuff. But that was the trail that they yeah. would want to come on. I just set up on the trail, you know? So here's the tactic, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't set up on the trail. Like, literally, don't yeah. sit in it. Yeah. You, you know, it's hard to kill deer if you're <laughs> sitting in the trail, <laughs> you know? So I think, much I'm, of a tactic. I think I'm going to just put a pile of corn, a <laughs> circle of corn all the way around me. Yeah. And just sit right in the middle of it. Just sit right in the middle of it. You know, 12 years old, first or second time hunting there on my own, you know. <laughs> and so that's my... That's a good miss. That's, that's a good miss. It was miss. a miss, all right. I've got some misses, uh, but I, I do want to, you know, I mean, I'm sitting here and talk. Mostly what we talked about is just stuff like, you know, things that I haven't really shared a lot of on mm-hmm. the podcast before. I think everybody kind of knows most of the my public land experience stories. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... If you don't know it, you can find a podcast episode there. I've talked yeah. about it, I promise. Um, but I am going to retell one of them because it was, it was the best, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, in a nutshell, tell you some of them. The one where my dad fell in the, in the water, Mm -hmm. in the lake where he flipped his kayak. Yeah. Um, or better, I flipped his kayak. Yeah. And he was in it. Yeah. Um. So you flipped your dad's kayak. You told him to shoot a coal buck. Man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm his greatest weakness. I'm the (laughs) 
Um, uh, so that one's good. Everybody who listens to this faithfully knows that story. Uh, that was fun. Um, my first deer on public land was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many right there within the last several years that that are you know some of the most memorable mm-hmm. um, stories. But the one that really was just absolutely incredible is this past season mm-hmm. with me and dad on our rotation trip. Yeah. And a lot of people have heard this and I'm not, you know, saying anything new. It was just, it's going to be a long time before that gets topped. Oh yeah. You know, uh, we went out on our rutcation trip last year. I killed two bucks on rutcation, kayak hunting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, uh, it, I, but I really wanted dad to shoot one. Mm-hmm. And so this past season, he came out, we did our camp, you yeah. know, we camped out and just had an absolute blast. Didn't see a lot of deer. Yeah. Did not see a lot of deer. Uh, and then dad, dad ends up shooting one. He shot a, nice a, one. a good buck, mm-hmm. you know, especially on Alabama public land for a guy that's never killed a deer, a, a buck on public land. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, crazy thing was this buck was only two and a half. Like literally it was two and a half years old yeah. and every bit of, you know, 105 inches, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe a hundred inches good deer yeah it would have been a whopper a whopper but uh who cares no nobody cares no. i don't care i don't care if anybody should care it should be me because it was in the like my honey hole spot mm-hmm. i don't give a crap yeah. i was so jacked up <laughs> so when we walked up on that i just i don't know if you saw it drew i just made a yeah um a little short video of that like it doesn't get any better than that man. oh man he waited on me before he went and tracked yeah. it i well, i had to hike like Two giant ridges to get yeah. over to him, and so he, you know, he was dying to get over to yeah. the deer, and but he waited on me, and we got to track this deer together, and when we saw it, it was just unreal yeah. the amount of emotion. Yeah, I've watched that hunt. Uh, it's on the the hunt isn't on video, but I videoed the track and mm-hmm. everything, and uh, I've watched it so many times. That's one of those. That's one of those hunts that, man, it's just gonna. I'll always go back and watch that to make things even better. Dad kills this buck, and I could we could have went home, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would have been would have been jacked up. Yeah. You know, uh, the next day I go and shoot my best public land buck. Yeah. Ever, and I mean, there's a lot of tactics that I could talk about. Just go watch the video. It's yeah. called Rutcation. Yeah. It's on the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel. Go watch both of those videos. There's part one and part two. It's good. And it's it's probably one of my favorite ones, just because it's me and Dad. Yeah. You know, it's just. Yeah. There's so many memories right there. Um, I shot my biggest public land buck and and he shot his biggest public land buck within two days. Yeah. In Alabama. Yeah. On probably one of the harder places to hunt. Yeah. And uh mine was about four and a half years old. He was he was mature. Yeah. Uh two biologists did the age the age of the jawbone. So four and a half year old public land deer. Dad's was not that old, but still a really good deer. Yeah. Man, it was just like, it was one of those when we were driving home. I think I even, I may have talked to you on the phone mm-hmm. about it when I was on my way home. Yeah. Because dad was following me. Yeah. And it that drive home was just like, holy cow. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Like this, this is amazing. This is yeah. the, like the greatest, that, that's going to be, that's going to go down as my most memorable hunt. Yeah. This year. Now that was the. That's the last buck I've shot. Mm-hmm. So that, I shot that last year, yeah. and that was my my tag out buck. Yeah, but it, it's just really cool because it's not about how many inches. No, my deer was probably 
maybe 110 It's not inches. about that, man. You it know? didn't matter. I, uh, I didn't care. And don't get me wrong. This is the biggest body deer I've ever killed. Yeah. He was probably the most dominant buck I've ever killed. Yeah. Um, I would say almost for sure. He yeah. was big. Yeah. That Joker's body was just like, when I walked up to it, I was like, yeah. good Lord. Yeah. It, it dwarfed everything I've ever killed. And I mean, it just stocky, just like a bull, you know, yeah. it's the stuff you see on in the Midwest. Yeah. You know, it, like the. The videos you watch from people are killing, killing deer in, mid, in the Midwest. That's yeah. how I felt about this deer. Yeah. So he was a, he was a he was a brute, but inch wise inches wise he wasn't you know maybe no. 110 inches. No. Just a but a good 110 incher. Yeah. And but it, but still it's it's about being out there with your dad. Yeah. You know the oh, experience man. of it all. Um, it it will be really interesting to see. How many people? Because I know my dad's the first one that I text. You know when I shoot. Oh, yeah. You know or miss or you know see one. Um, it's it's my dad and then my brother. You know and it 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 would be cool to see. Um, maybe if you head over to the Southern Ground Facebook page and just comment. You know maybe yeah. like who do you love to hunt with? Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's your brother. Who's the first person that you text? You know because yeah. we we all do it, man. Like. You shoot them, they fall. You're just like, you're like, I killed him. He's, <laughs> he's, he's dead. He's so big, you know? Like, Have you seen the video? Grown, yes. With, uh, uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Ron Burgundy? Yes. Where it's like, when you call your buddy, you just shot a deer. He's like, I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> That's how I feel every single there's time. There's that one, and then there's... I there's, killed a spike, Dad. There's another one. There's a there's a, a little boy shoot. He's he's like ten years old and he can't even talk. He's just like I can't, he's just shaking the guns like you know clattering on the uh, ladder stand. <laughs> you know, that but dude, that's what it's about. That man. is a, that's, that's what, what all about. these memories are yeah. like. The pretty much every story we just shared. I mean, this is really just a hype episode that's to get people jacked up about deer season. We put some tactics in there too. Yeah, but I mean, like this is what it, this is what we do it for. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, obviously, to put food on the table. Yeah. It's a very expensive way of putting food on yeah. the table. Um, but, I mean, it's the memories that, that happen. I, I talk, we talked about my biggest buck mm-hmm. that I've ever killed. But at the end of the day, it wasn't like a lot of the stories that I just told. No. You know, it was it was a big buck, and that was cool. But, man, that buttonhead, that was my first deer I ever killed. And, and then my biggest, or my, my first rack buck. Yeah. Like and then the the one that my the little spike my dad killed that was bedded under the tree that we talked about. Yeah, it's just those little things, man. That's it what just, it's about, dude. It's so much fun and and it's it's super easy to get you know discouraged or even downplay. And I, I wouldn't have shot this spike, but blah blah blah, man. If I shoot a spike, by golly, I'm gonna live up to that thing, and I will. Like, yeah. listen to me, I yeah. will. I, I will shoot a spike again yeah. before I die. Yeah. Because sometimes you just got to shoot something. I mean, got to let it eat, man. Yeah. <laughs> got to let it eat. Sometimes you just got to. So and that's that's what I loved about um, the the episode with um, um, oh man, during the local legend series. Oh, uh, Warren Woman. Warren Woman. I loved it, man. Just just getting out, and enjoying nature. Yeah. You know, just loving it enjoying it and that's that's what it's about in fact i'm i'm actually looking on my pictures right now i'm I'm about to post to the southern ground just this buck and just the first person that that i called so if someone else wants to do that too man just drop your favorite memory you know biggest buck smallest buck 
you know, maybe maybe it was your dad's, you know, biggest buck or just just yeah. just whatever, man. Let's it's it's deer season. This uh-huh. is this was the hype. This was the hype podcast. So like go on, throw on your hype on Facebook yeah. and let's get jacked up about it. And too, it's also cool just seeing other people's deer. Oh yeah. That's true. I'm jacked up, man. man. I don't know about you. <laughs> that got me even more jacked up. I'm gonna be leaving in two days. Two days. And hopefully skinning a deer in about four days. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Well, Drew, man, that was a fun episode. It was, brother. Appreciate you having me on, man. Good conversation. Thanks for being flexible with other people's schedules. And, man, hopefully the next time I'm talking to you guys, I will have a couple deer under my belt. I'm not going to get too uh, confident. I'm, I'm going to go into it confident with yeah. what I know I can do. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to get too cocky because last year I was humbled greatly. And, uh, but man, I'm, I'm hoping next time I talk to you guys, we're a couple deer, <laughs> couple deer into can't the season. Wait, man. Oh, I'm can't so jacked. Wait. I can't wait to follow blood trails and golly. Put your hands in some guts and just, I need uh, to just, gosh, just, just makes just, you feel, just run my hands through this, the guts. We better hurry, man. That, that this, 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 this going downhill fast. The hype, the hype is the hype train. The, the hype is really this, kind of slowing down a little bit. This, this is getting borderline creepy, and you have a problem. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're done with this. So, yeah, man. I'm I'm excited, guys. Check out Southern Ground Hunting on Facebook and on Instagram, and the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel. It's at Southern Ground Hunting on all the social media platforms, um, even TikTok. Interesting, interesting story. Uh, t- we have a TikTok. Do you know what TikTok is, Drew? I do. Yep. It's basically right now. It's basically just a an app that a bunch of teenage girls use. But there are a couple hunters on there, not teenage girl hunters, but like actual guys hunting. And it's just kind of funny. It's like Vine. For whatever reason, teenage like tween girls are the ones who catch onto social media the fastest, and then everybody else. Gets oh yeah. Into it. Yeah. So it's borderline creepy. Like it is creepy. When I'm when I'm like I, like I can't scroll TikTok because you're like oh god why am I, this is this should not be on my phone so I don't I don't scroll TikTok I've tried that didn't work out. I did not set up our TikTok account. Just want everybody to know. Yeah. So, this is first time hearing about it. So you should go <laughs> if you have a TikTok account go check it out. It's fun. It'll catch on. Everybody will be using it in a year. But uh, we have that. But seriously, check out the um, Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel. Wow. Drew's showing me a couple of... Uh, was that last year? Yeah, man. I didn't get to tell that story. Me, me and my brother doubled up. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a cool picture. It was. I haven't ever seen that. Mm-hmm. That was last year? Last year. Yep. That's what I'm saying, guys. Go go, go drop it on there. Like I just dropped my phone. <laughs> and uh, um, That's cool. It, it is. It is. Just encouraging other people, also getting people jacked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get jacked up, guys. And while you're getting jacked up, check out onxmaps.com. Check out their mapping software. Going to be using it a lot this season. Yep. Um, Also, check out tetherednation.com for all of your saddle hunting needs. They are the best in the business. Best. The best. The best. I'm I'm saying that with tons of confidence because they are the best. Yes. There's a lot of good companies out there, but really Tether companies, yeah. is the best. Love those guys. 
They're doing a lot of hunts right now on their YouTube channel as well. Yes, they are. There's going to be a lot of great content coming through that. Make sure you are tuned in with those guys. And, uh, man, if you want to be a saddle hunter, I highly recommend checking out tetherednation.com. 100%. Stuff dropping into this week. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which will be, like, already dropped by the time this episode airs. Right. So, check it out. There's going to be some new stuff coming from Tethered. Mm-hmm. Man. I love that. I love that company. I love what they do. Love the guys that are a part of it. Um, and I love my saddle. I love saddle hunting. I love sitting in it. I love to hunt from it. By the time you're listening to this episode, hopefully, there's been some saddle kills. Blood on the saddle. Blood on the saddle. All right, that's it. If you're gonna be out in the woods, hunting or fishing or doing anything, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise dominion. Oh, yeah. We'll talk to you next time.